Welcome to the Carolyn Shuttlesworth Podcast, where we'll dive deep into the Word of God, build strong faith, and finish the devil. Here's your host, author, speaker, and nonstop mom, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. Let's get into today. Um, you know what prompted this encouragement that I want to tell you is uh, the other day, what day was it? Before, uh, Monday. Monday I had to go to FedEx because a package came that I had to sign for when I was at um, Pastor Mark Hankins' meeting. And, you know, obviously they came back, the whole spiel, the note on the door, come get your package because we've already come back. We're not coming back again. So, you know, I was driving over to FedEx and got my package and I was going to go to get fireworks from the firework tent because I love putting off fireworks and all of that. It's a childhood thing I've always done with my dad, so now it's passed on to me and my kids and um, anyone who joins us. So I knew of this firework tent over in the mall parking lot. So I was like, well, I'm just gonna make a circle this way. And any of you who have been around me long enough to know, I'm originally from South Florida here, um, this area. I grew up in South Florida. I lived in Coconut Creek for many years. Um, and then I moved out to Coral Springs. From Coral Springs, I went to school in Boca at FAU, then from FAU to Virginia Beach. And so I was done with here. Hey, Ashley, I miss you. Um, I was done with here, and the whole, you guys know the whole story, most of you know. God asked us to come back, I came back, and of course, for such a time as this. And so important to listen to instruction, but that is not what I'm gonna be talking to you about or encouraging you about today about instruction. It was, I was driving up to the parking lot and I used to live in a, a town uh, called Coconut Creek. And it's not, part of it's okay. It's like Northern Coconut Creek is, is okay to be in. Southern Co Coconut Creek where I grew up mm, is sketch. Okay, it's sketch E sketch E for the uh, women listening that don't know what sketch means. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you don't want to be there at night and probably not during the daytime. No, I mean, it's okay. There's a high school across the street from my old house that you don't want to be there during the daytime either. So I drove by the house. And I know, like, I have a memory and a GPS mind. I don't forget anything. And uh, I was driving down my old street. I was like, oh, you know what? And I almost didn't turn in there. And I had such a, a, an inkling to go in. I, I was at the light, and I was getting ready to go straight. And I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to drive by my old, old street, see my old house that I grew up in until, you know, I was, uh, I was uh, uh, close to close to eighth grade. Uh, uh, this, is my, this is my childhood. This is many memories for me. So I was like, okay, I'm at the light. I get into the turn lane and I go down the street. And like, I, I was like looking at the houses, looking at the houses. And then I, I was like, wait a second. That was my neighbor's house. I drove past my house, you know, so I backed up and I just looked at my house that I grew up in. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Now it's not the first time I've seen it. When I've visited in South Florida, I've gone by and you know, every so often, you know, but it's been probably another three years or so longer, 
more than that, that I've driven by my old house. It's maybe about 20 minutes from, from where I live now, 20, 25 minutes. And um, I went by and all of a sudden, my eyes like teared up with gratitude tears, like joyful tears, not like, you know, it was just like, I just started like spewing thankfulness to the Lord, like looking at that house. And, and, and then immediately all this stuff started like downloading to me and how, you know, how important it was, how thank, I mean, I was like thanking the Lord for my parents, like, thank you, Lord, for, for getting a hold of my parents and getting the message of, of seed time and harvest to my parents and where we went to church. And I mean, I was just thanking the Lord. I was like, Lord, thank you for bringing me out of what could have been my life. Now, I'll tell you something and you know, we'll, we'll, we will rewind in a minute, but I just went into like, thank you for, you know, my parents. Thank you for the word of God that they attached to. Thank you that they imparted that to me. Now I was like, thank you, Lord, for the house that, that I'm living in, the house that I started in when I got married. <laughs> I wasn't even remotely close to the house that I grew up in. I mean, leaps and bounds. And, you know, and then when Ted and I got married, we were like, you know, uh, paycheck to paycheck when we were in our early 20s, you know, and that was a big deal. And I was just like, and then the house that we have now, it was just like stepping stone after stepping stone. But I like stopped in the street and like lifted my hands in my car and just went into like just complete thanksgiving and joy flooded me. I was like that my kids have no idea where I even started from. And, and then I was like, you know what, Lord? But what I look at now is not how it was when I was a kid. That, that when I was looking at my house now, it was run down, you know, the, the neighborhood was totally run down. I mean, that's not, that's not how it was when I lived there. It, you know, my parents have always kept any house they've ever had pristine um, and, and the street was, great. I mean, it was a safe neighborhood. It was completely different, a completely different neighborhood. But as soon as I started looking at that, because at first I was like, oh Lord, you know, I'm thanking you for this house. I'm thanking you that that's not where we are today. And then I was like thinking like, but that's not what it was like when I lived there. That it, it was beautiful. It was fine. The house was great. It was, I mean, it was a beautiful pool, a beautiful backyard, and we had grapefruit trees and orange trees, and we lived on the canal. What happened? And then it was like a vision I got. It was like the kingdom of God is about increase. The kingdom of God is about moving forward. Now, people get stuck because they don't, increase in the word of God. Then he was like telling me people get stuck. They don't increase in their giving. They don't increase. They eat their seeds and they don't, they don't receive a harvest. They, they're not giving what they're supposed to be giving. They're not knowing what they're supposed to be knowing. They're not going after what they're supposed to be going after. So what looked good in that moment? You know, my parents could have stayed in that moment. Like, okay, they got blessed. They got to the point where they got a hold of seed time and harvest and they were giving and giving and giving and the favor was coming back on them. Giving, you know, they have, they have wonderful, wonderful financial testimonies. But I'm thinking if, if, that wasn't, if that wasn't received then by my parents, that's where we would be without a doubt. 
that's where we would be. And the thing is, if the kingdom of God is about moving forward and the kingdom of God is about increase, that's not where he wanted us to stay. That was just a starting point for our lives. That was just a launching pad into greater things. But people get comfortable, right? They, they start, oh, well, this house is good for right now. This is enough. This is good. It fits us. Right. My sister went to college. It was just me that was left. My parents is three bedrooms. You know, it was good. had a pool. It were on the water. It was fine. But you know what? That's not what God wants for you. God doesn't want just fine. He's got the best of the best for his children. But if my parents didn't get a hold of that message and then operate it, then work in it. That's where we would be. And the thing is, it almost like, you know, in that uh, you've seen in movies where you're kind of like uh, time goes on. You know what I mean? It's almost like I saw that in the vision. It was like time went on, but everything in that place, everything on that land stayed bad. Like it went backwards. Life went forward, but everything there. And I was just like, God. That is so many of us. We get to a place that looks, it looks good. It looks like I've, I've arrived. It looks like, yeah, this is, this is great. It works for my family. I'm comfortable. Uh, I'm making okay money. We're in a spot, you know, that's, you know, I, why rock the boat, right? That's how everyone's like, like, why rock the boat? Why not rock the boat? Why wouldn't when God says, listen, I have more, I have better. Don't get to places where you think you arrive ever. If you think you arrive at every level that God brings you up, that's it. You've capped out. Boop. That's, that's the only level. That's the only thing that you're going to get to. But you have to have a kingdom mindset. And a kingdom mindset says, listen, this is great. You know, Ted's grandfather, A.E. Shuttlesworth, said, I'm satisfied with a dissatisfied satisfaction. You're thankful. You're happy where you are. You're not like, Lord, I'm not in joy. I'm, I'm not giving you Thanksgiving. I want more. I want, I want, I want. No, that's not your mentality. You do your best at the level you're at. But you have to realize the kingdom of God is about increase. So he didn't set up this principle of seed time and harvest to remain on the same level, to keep giving the same, to keep receiving the same, to keep doing the same. That's why revelation of the of the word of God is so wonderful because it you see new stuff all the time. You know, there's a reason the Bible says we pray like this. Give us this day our daily bread. There's something new from heaven every day for us. And that newness is going to increase us. That newness is going to bring us up. So riding by that house on Monday, I was like, thank you, Lord, that that's not where we stayed. Thank you that my parents got out of that. Thank you that my parents attached to the word of God. Thank you that they were led by the Holy Spirit. And then that becomes an impartation. So if you are parents, this is how it's like so vital and important because you've heard my husband talk about how a generation can lose something and then it causes that next and then we forget things. I don't ever want that. I want my kids to always see, listen, God's increasing. God's moving us up. 
God, even though we have great right now, even though we're not in a struggle, even though things may seem comfortable, this is not the end all. God has more for us. God is push. I mean, when, when the, the Lord, when Jesus there multiplied the loaves and the fish, why didn't he just, um, why didn't he just, uh, uh, make enough? Like, why didn't he just feed the people that were there? He, he did. He fed the people and then 12 baskets. I mean, just, you had to have an entourage to bring the overflow. So throughout the Bible, everything that God wants to give us is in an overflow. Because how can we do what Christ has done? How can we go and, you know, like the, the coin in the fish's mouth. How can we go and pay for someone else's stuff, including ours, if we're just barely making it? Don't be that for your children. Don't be that representation. Now, see, I didn't know that that was the case. You know, we didn't grow up with a lot of money. But I didn't know that. My parents didn't talk about that with me. Don't ever talk about that in front of your kids. Don't ever badmouth the goodness of God. Don't ever say, we're not going to get this. We're never going to have this. We're never, we're never, we're never. There's always a time for something. Still to this day, there's certain things I can buy for my kids. Doesn't mean I'm just going to go out and buy it. There's always a time for something. But don't speak against it because as you change levels, you want your children to know, hey, listen, this is all I need to apply the word of God. I need to go to the next level by doing what the word of God says. Look what my parents did. Look what they came through. Look what they came from. Amen. So if you go to first Kings 17, I, I've done this story in different different ways, but I was thinking of Elijah now, I've done it, you know, with protection and provision and, and direction. But look at this. I'm going to skip down to 1 Kings 17, 5. Okay. So Elijah did as the Lord told him and camped beside Kareth Brook, east of the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat each morning and evening. Okay. So God brought him to a place. He was comfortable, right? He was getting food. He was protected. He was, he was fine. He was doing good. He was doing good, right? Um, brought him bread and meat each morning and evening, and he drank from the brook. But after a while, the brook dried up. There was no rainfall anywhere in the land. Then the Lord said to Elijah, Go and live in the village of Zarephath near the city of Sidon. I have instructed a widow there to feed you. So see, his instruction, and this, hey, this might go along with my encouragement at the beginning when God gives you a green light, go do it. Because his instruction, he will lead you and guide you. He will lead you and guide you. He will lead you and protect you. He will lead you and provide for you. Yes, you. It may not in this exact moment feel like that, but that's why you got to shake off the heaviness of this world, the lies of the enemy, and let's get back in his presence. Let's get back into the things of God. Because his word 
will lead you and guide you into the overflow, into multiplication. We know Psalm 1 says what? Where your tree is planted by the river. Where are your roots connected to? You, we're getting out of a place of struggle. I don't want to see people struggle. I don't want to see people tight anymore. People do it to themselves, okay? This might be a little bit of a toe-stepping uh, broadcast, but it's true. People end up doing it to themselves. God gives us a way out. God gives us a way to change levels. And God gives us the key of faith, the master key of faith to get us there. Now, I've been there before when it's been paycheck to paycheck. I've been there before when we had debt. I've been there before, but you give your way out of it. You move to the next level out of it. He doesn't want you to stay there anymore. He doesn't want a tight squeezed question. <laughs> Who's always like, I'm so, all the time. He doesn't want that. And that's not his plan for your life. But we have to move, we have to operate, we have to get on an instruction when God says it. Because if that, we didn't live there forever. My parents ended up moving out to a different house. That was way better, way better than the first one. Then from there in Virginia Beach, way better than the first one. And every instruction, everything they did was provided for, and then some. And so look, so Elijah, he could have been comfortable. He had a camp. He had ravens bringing him bread. I mean, who doesn't want someone bringing you food all the time? <laughs> Wouldn't be a good look on me, but it's not a bad idea. Um, but after a while, things dried up and it made me think of that. Things were fine in that house that I grew up in. It was beautiful. Um, it was given to my parents. It was a, it was, it, it was ended, ended up being a blessing to my parents. It ended up being a seed to my parents. Okay. But if that was the case, if look, if once they got that gift, right, that's not how the house started off. They were renting it at first, but it was ended up being a gift to them. Okay. And then it being a seed. Now, what are we going to do with our seed? We're going to eat it. We're going to live in it. It feels good. Ooh, the people get a seed and they go get some shoes. They get a seed, they get some cool shades. They get a seed, they go on vacation. Ooh, what? No. You get a seed and you sow a seed, you eat the bread. We don't eat our seed. He gives us a chance. He gives us a money test. He gives us a chance that when we get something, what are we going to do with it? Are we going to stay by the brook that, oh, it looks so good in the moment? Or are we going to find out what's the next best thing God has for me? What's the next best thing? And that's what I've, that's what I've said, you know, when God blessed us here and in, in where we live now. Everything was led by the Spirit. Everything was a green light. It's uncomfortable. Oh, fine. Okay, I'll move forward. I don't understand why you're bringing me back to a place that I didn't want to be. I don't understand why you're bringing me back. You know, I own a house in Virginia Beach. Why am I going to rent? I, I don't understand why I'm, why I'm doing this. Everything perfection because walked out in faith. 
Didn't try to have all the puzzle pieces. It was, I'm just gonna go, I'm gonna sew, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna sew, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna sew. And each time, the increase of God brings you to new levels. And I looked at that house. I looked at that house on Monday and I'm like, I am so thankful for the word taught, for the word taught in my life by my parents and, and the dedication and to see my parents as a testimony, to see what they did and to hear them. You know, I called my mom on Monday and I was like, mom, I just went by the house. It's awful. <laughs> I told her, I was like, it's so gross. I was like, that is not how we had it. It is like, that's terrible. The yard, the unkept of just the color they painted the house. You know, I was just like, oh, what are people doing? But it just goes to show you. I said, thank you. Thank you for moving forward. Thank you for getting the impartation. Thank you for pressing in. Thank you for showing me. Thank you for telling me the testimonies, the faith building testimonies. Don't ever look at a testimony and forget about it. Pull that bad boy out and remember it. Get testimonies from people. Get, get around people that have received things. So if you're not quite there yet, you're like, listen, if he did it for them, he'll do it for me. Get your faith stirred, okay? It's just like when you put uh, color dye in water, you're trying to get that red water. Well, if not, it's just going to sit at the bottom. You stir it up, mix it up, get it going, get it fresh. All right, so 1 Kings 17, he had to move. He could have said, Lord, I'm comfortable, I'm safe, I'm provided for. But eventually it's going to dry up because God says, listen, this isn't where I have you anymore. I've got another place for you. I have a better place for you, but I need you to listen to me. I need you to know I'll provide for you. I need you to move forward in faith. All right. Look at Deuteronomy 11, verse 18 and 19. So commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these words of mine. Tie them to your hands and wear them on the forehead as reminders. Teach them to your children. Teach them. And I know this is not like the most popular message because people always are like, ugh, talking about giving. Talking about, I mean, it, it's literally how everything operates. So you're gonna have to get over, you're gonna have to get over the money issue. You know, people have so much money issues in church. Anytime someone talks about it, it's like, uh, tell your flesh to shut up. Tell your flesh, I'm not gonna close my ears. I'm not gonna close up. I'm not gonna clam up. I'm not gonna turn off. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna walk out of the church. I'm not gonna take a potty break. Like, listen, get the revelation of it. Get the revelation because he's gonna bring you to new levels and either you can get comfortable and stay there. And what happens when you stay somewhere? It becomes stagnant and stinky and moldy and bacteria and gross. So he wants to just constantly move you forward. We put caps on our faith. We put caps on what we believe. We put caps on where we go. It's not the Lord. He's saying, listen, mine are endless. I haven't put you in a box. Everything I wanna do for you is on you. I'm providing it, I'm giving it to you, I'm answering, it is on you. Are you gonna receive it? Are you gonna believe it? 
Are you going to operate in it? Are you going to step out in it? So it's on us. It's a responsibility on us. All right, teach them to your children. Talk about them when you're at home and when you're on the road, when you're going to bed and when you're getting up. Teach to your children. Teach the goodness of God. Teach the word of God. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates so that as long as the sky remains above the earth, you and your children may flourish in the land the Lord swore to give to your ancestors. So there's a covenant, there's a promise. I was looking up the importance of the doorposts because they put that, it's like mezuzah, a mezuzah, and it's like back, I'm sure people who still like really uh, do the Jewish customs put it on there, but it's like a little bar. They used to roll up the little scroll. I think it probably was used with like animal skin and they would write on it and they'd stick it in there. Now I think a lot of them are engraved. Uh, they don't they don't do that anymore so much with the type of paper and what whatnot. But it was a reminder, a covenant that what stays out in the world stays out. What is in my home when you cross this threshold, we live in the covenant of God. And it's a reminder as you're leaving in front of your eyesight. That's why we got to sometimes write verses around our house. We have to have reminders. We're constantly in our, our eye gate. What goes in gets in, stays in our head, right? That's why we sing the little song from Bible study. Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. Because <laughs> once you see it, you can't unsee it. So it said, I, I was looking it up and it says they would put that on the doorpost as a dividing line between the outside world and the safe haven of the home. You were safe in God's covenant. You were, you were increasing in God's covenant by being obedient. And every time you enter or leave, it reminded you that you have a covenant with God. And so it, it's just so important to see that you know, you hear Ted talk about when things get skipped. So look in Judges 2. Let me start with, um, I was going to start with 10, but let me start with 6, death, death of Joshua. After Joshua sent the people away, each of the tribes left to take possession of the land allotted to them. And the Israelites served the Lord throughout the lifetime of Joshua and the leaders who outlived him. Those who had seen all the great things the Lord has done for Israel. So here, it's passed down from a generation. Listen, this is what happened in Joshua. This is what happened with the tribes. I saw it. I witnessed it. And now we're passing it down. That's our duty. So see, my parents did that with me. If, if, if it wasn't done with your parents, you get to do it now. You have a new family tree. You have been made new in Christ. You get to do it with your children. Now you're starting a whole new legacy, a whole new thing. When you become a parent, you pass that down. You teach them. You show them how to operate in it. You show them how to lay hands on themselves and see them recover. They're battling with fear. They're battling with something. Listen, instill the word of God in them. Say, we're not going to say we're scared every five seconds over something. This is what God says. You have the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ isn't fearful. You know, these are things I t I've, I've told my kids over the years. What? We're going to learn in Timothy the, the, that we have a sound mind that we don't live in a spirit of fear. That's not from God. 
We don't receive anything that's not from God. If it's not sent from heaven, reject it. Don't sign for it. Parents, wise up. Don't allow anything and everything around your kids. The world is coming after them. And you know what? Yeah, oh, well, my, my friend, my, my kid's friend, Johnny, you know, he doesn't know Jesus. That's great. Be a good witness, but be on guard. Don't be foolish. That's another broadcast for another day. <laughs> Maddie's laughing. Because seriously, this is how parents are. They're like, sure, Johnny and, and Joe can go hang out in a, a bedroom with a closed door. And, you know, they're probably up there talking about Jesus. And, you know, little Johnny's getting saved. It's like, oh, probably not. Hello. Hello. McFly. <laughs> Don't be naive, parents. So. With that said, like, my, like what my mom says, don't sacrifice your child. Exactly, mom. So here we are. Joshua has died. Okay. Now look what verse 10 says. Israel disobeys the Lord. After that generation died, another generation grew up who did not acknowledge the Lord. Or remember the mighty things he did for Israel. Didn't even acknowledge the Lord. You got a generation now that didn't even acknowledge the Lord or the mighty things that happen with Israel. That's not going to be us. That's not going to be these families in the mighty name of Jesus. Our families will acknowledge past testimonies. Our families will acknowledge the goodness of, of God in their life now. We are parents. We are parents that are teaching. Like I said, you might not have had parents like mine that, that taught the word of God, that laid a foundation. Now, at some point, I had to get it for myself. There's like two points in life I, I, I realized I had to get it for myself. It was when I got old enough and I was like starting to get out of my, my parents' care. It's like I could feel that. There was a moment in, in life for about a year and a half where the enemy was coming after me hardcore. Like I could feel the spiritual battle. I can, I can remember what it feels like. It was so real. I could remember what it feels like being torn. I was being torn literally like serve Jesus. And then the world was going, no. And I was like, I felt like a Gumby rubber band. Like my arms are going like this. And, and it was going to snap. It was going to snap. And I remember to this day falling in my room, like on my knees going, I can't do this anymore, Lord. I can't, I can't physically, I can physically feel me being pulled this way. It was so real, the spiritual battle. I could physically be, I was tired. Like I remember like being like, I'm, I'm getting ready to lose a battle here. And Lord, I, I like, seriously need you to intercede and step in. So that was, that was one time. That was my time that was like, I'm going to have to go after the Lord for myself because it's not my parents anymore. And there comes a time. That's why the Bible says, train your kids up. Train your kids up because there will become a time when they depart from you. Do they have the goods or not? Do they have it? And that was my time. Here was my time to shine. I was like, Lord, I need you. 
And I remember that. I remember the moment in my room. I could, it's like I could look down into the, through the roof of my house in Coral Springs and see myself doing that, like a, a clear vision. Now the second time was when I got married. The Lord was like, you can't ride the coattails of your husband. That's great. He's a preacher. That's great. You married him. You know, this is who you are, but you're going to have to get it for yourself again. You're going to have to get it for yourself. So that's why I'm stressing the importance of this foundation, this urgency, this urgency, because look, it, I, we could have stayed where we were if it wasn't for my parents getting that could have stayed where we were stagnant, not moving, was pretty then, not pretty now. And that's what happens. People go, oh my gosh, I, I've seen God's goodness. I don't really remember it anymore because I haven't lived in it for so long. Well, that's because you didn't, now I don't mean like move houses, just move in whatever he's telling you to do. You didn't move when he told you to move. It could very well be move a house and move a, a city, a state, whatever. But it you didn't move when God said move. You didn't step out when God said step out. And so that's why, and you know what? Here we go. I said at the beginning that the, <laughs> I was talking about the beginning about it, this not being a part of my broadcast, but it actually lines up with it when God gives you the green light. He's going to give you a chance to say, listen, it looks beautiful. The grass is green. This is the best thing you've ever had. And here you go. Are you going to stay? Or are you going to go? Are you going to be comfortable? Are you going to be like Elisha here? Are you going to be comfortable by the brook? The ravens are bringing you food. You're protected. There's a cave. There's a promise. There's this. There's that. And now he said, things are starting to dry up. And he said, I need you to go over here. Now, are you going to say, oh, well, that's a lot of work. I'm comfy. I've made a little seat in the sand by the, the brook that was here. Um, I still have ravens bringing me stuff from time to time, and I'm good. And then as things, this is what happened, as things change slowly, don't we get comfortable with it? You know, we put up with a lot of garbage. We put up with a lot of little foxes. We put up with a lot of little things because we're like, eh, I don't have enough energy to fight it off. Eh. It's okay. I mean, like, it's not that bad. No, everything is bad if it's not from God. Everything should annoy you. Everything should give you righteous anger if it's not from God. Everything, everything, your faith should rise up. You're not going to bother my kids. You're not going to come after my mind. You're not going to come after my finances. You're not going to be a hindrance anymore. It should bother you you. So you're not like him. You're not going to be like, well, I'm just going to stay here by the dried up brook. And then eventually no ravens are coming. And then we're sitting here in a place going, God, why'd you, why'd you leave me? God, why'd you move? God, that's what people do. They say that God was so good. Look at me now. There was a time God's still good. God still provides. 
God still moves forward. God's still in the business of increase. God still has more for you. God still wants you to overflow. You stayed by the brook. You stayed by the dried up. You stayed. You didn't keep telling your kids. You didn't keep out of Deuteronomy remembering the goodness of God, remembering what the Bible says. You didn't go after it. You dried up. We're not going to dry up. Psalm 1. Read Psalm 1 over and over again this week. You're productive in every season. Your leaves never wither. Why? What are your roots connected to? It's so important. I mean, like, I'm, I'm like not trying to like yell at you guys, but driving by was like, hello, thank you, Lord. I'm not in a place of the dry desert. I'm not staying. Yea, though I walk through the valley, walking through the problem, I'm walking through the issue, I'm walking through the dry land, I'm not pitching a tent, I'm not gonna stay, I'm not gonna be here anymore, I'm done. I'm packing my backpack, I'm taking a hike, and I'm out of here. <laughs> Y'all need to put your hiking shoes on and leave, leave whatever you need to leave, get your backpack on and hike up out of that valley because he's got better for you. And all I can say is I always been thanking the Lord all week as I look around at what, where I am now, where my parents are now, where our family is now, all because of what? Actions, parental actions, parental decisions in the word of God. What your children are gonna see, what you're imparting to your children, what you're doing now. The things I'm sowing now is not just to benefit my life and Ted's life. Not just to benefit. It is going to benefit the next generation. And then my kids, where they start off is going to be way further than where Ted and I started off when we got married. Why? Because that's how it should be. Every generation gets better and better. Why? The kingdom of God is about increase. The kingdom of God is about goodness. The kingdom of God is about better and better and better and better. Amen. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word. I can't thank you enough that you've given us life's manual to live by, that you've given us the principle, the system of seed time and harvest. Thank you, Lord, that you say whatever we sow, we will reap, not maybe, not uh, if you think about it. Thank you, Lord, that we will, we shall reap what we sow. Thank you, Lord, that Everyone listening to this, whether it is live or on the replay, I ask you, Lord, to give us a fresh fire, a fresh revelation of God's word. What we think we may know about a subject in your word, Lord, that it becomes a fresh uh, jump in our spirit to learn more, to learn new, to see it a different way. Thank you, Lord, for increase. Thank you for giving us a way out of uh, dryness. Thank you for giving us a way out of a struggle. Thank you, Lord, for giving us directions, giving us leadings, giving us green lights. And I ask you, Lord, if anyone who's watching or listening that's been going back and forth on a green light, 
that says, yes, Lord, you've given it to me. Why won't the doors open? I command the doors to open now in the name of Jesus. I command things to happen quick for you in the name of Jesus. No more delay, no more obstacles, no more hindrances in the mighty name of Jesus. I ask you, Lord, if anyone's watching that's gotten a green light on something and hasn't stepped out, give them a mighty boost of the gift of faith to do what you've asked them to do and let them see the mighty goodness of God because that's what it is, the goodness of God in the land of the living. And we're all alive. We're all breathing. We're all here ready to receive and do what you've asked us to do, Lord. Thank you that as we continue in this year, the next six months will be a mighty overflow of your favor, of your goodness, of everything that we're asking for, of your healing power, of your grace, of your love. Thank you, Lord, an overflow of joy. The joy is fuel, the fuel to keep us going daily. Thank you, Jesus, that the next six months is a mighty outpouring of your goodness on our lives, on Miracle Word Church, on our children, on our husbands, on our wives. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And we will continue to give you praise and thanksgiving in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.